everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time adventurer. With me is Mark, the resident Jedi. Hello there. Today we're going to dig into uh, something that's been 17 years in the making, uh, and, and that is the new Disney Plus show, Obi-Wan. Um, I'm sure that everybody can guess that I'm a huge fan of this. Um, but Dan, when you heard about this show, did you have any expectations? Were you as giddily excited as I was that they got Ewan McGregor to pick up the mantle to grow the beard out again? Absolutely. It was pretty badass. And, you know, I think that's been a long time coming because there's been a lot of moaning and groaning of like, there should be an Obi-Wan show. There's, there's so much story there because he's been exiled for however many years. And the fact that Ewan McGregor is just awesome in that character, right? Like he really made it his own, but he also blended some of those characteristics from Alec Guinness. So my first thought of it was I'd like Star Wars. I like Obi-Wan, but I love Ewan McGregor. So I was all for it. I was happy to hear that it was finally happening i agree i agree you could you could almost say that the prequels maybe not anakin movies more obi-wan movies than anything else anakin just a little side bitch character um which is you know continued through all the trilogy movies um so in anticipation for this show i know that you are not a huge expanded non-movie star wars person did you intake any additional content to prepare yourself for this i did not um the main reason is because there's just so much like all the books the comics i just felt like i can't go down this rabbit hole i've got a full-time job and i love this hobby of a podcast that we're doing and i just don't have time to go down another rabbit hole on top of all my binge watching of tv shows and movies on the different streaming websites so was this the first disney plus uh star wars show that you watched in its entirety no no i've watched all of the other disney plus um you know live action star wars stuff so boba fett mandalorian uh those seasons and so yeah it's not like i'm behind on that but obviously this is i'm a little bit more invested in it right because i really know obi-wan and i liked that character i didn't necessarily like boba fett i always thought boba fett was a little overrated but it's cool that they brought that in and the show turned out to be pretty cool once they introduced the mandalorian and the child but um yeah no i i was excited about it but no nothing i i saw it in its entirety it's all good so were you worried that some of the pacing issues that started to creep in to some of these shows would affect Obi-Wan, knowing that some of the same directors or the same director who had done a few Mando episodes um, was going to be helming this Obi-Wan project. So to be quite honest, I just have that expectation for not just the Star Wars Disney Plus shows, but even the Marvel shows, it's going to drag. Why? Because they like subscribers. They like money. They want people to tune in week after week. That's why they don't release them all at the same time. They know what they're doing. And they know 
once you've got a little bit of a taste, it's that Disney plus heroin. Like, all right, they're going to keep coming back for more. So uh, in terms of the pacing, I knew it was going to happen. And so I wasn't really surprised after the first couple episodes of like, yep, a little bit more of the same of that Disney plus heroin. But I'm hooked. You know, I, I got to I got to see it through. Yeah, no, what about I you? That every month. I did you that every month. I, I was after after Book of Boba Fett. I was I don't want to say skeptical. I was going to watch it regardless. I was going to watch it the day it came out. Like Boba Fett got me like just waiting. Like the first episode of Boba Fett had so much fan service that I was like, okay, now they're going to do something. But they didn't right away. And I was like, oh, I hope they don't do this with Obi-Wan. I hope they don't do this with Obi-Wan. And I don't think they did. Really? I think, and I, I'm, I'm, I like a lot of the Easter eggs they put into these um, because uh, unlike yourself, I've probably consumed all of the Star Wars visual media that there is to consume at uh, probably more times than is healthy so the clone wars cartoon um all of the movies right a, a good amount of the comics and, and books and stuff like that so i i've got a, a fair amount under my belt there and this is by far um one of my favorite characters in in the ethos if you will and the time at which they were approaching this show, right? Like, you know, 10 years post or, or something like that. Is that original or is that what it's stated it, it, as? It's a somewhere years? in there, right? Um, it, it makes sense. The kids yeah, are Yeah, the young, kids so. are right around 10. Um, but it, it is is like the time you, you, you want to see what's going on with that character. You want to see... The, did they get over their suffering? What are they doing? Like, how are they handling all of this? And it was, um, it, it, it definitely started the way I wanted it to and was hugely, like there were some great surprises in there that I was totally stoked on. The How did you watch it? Did you just, did you watch it week to week or did you binge it? I watched it week to week. Like week to I week. wasn't even at home the first weekend it came out. I was somewhere with, absolutely terrible internet so i downloaded it on my phone and cast it on a tv and it worked okay like disney okay. plus will let you use you know um airplay uh so i watched the, the first two episodes um i eventually watched them again but that first release i was like okay i can i can get here with this okay. like a lot of the characters showed up in, are from you know either the rebels cartoon or the um the Jedi Fallen Order video game like they pulled a lot of that mid or um you know pre New Hope Vader into it and the 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 uh, the Inquisitors and all that stuff though the Grand Inquisitor looked a little funky to me um but that's you, what I hear yeah, the proportions but... of the of the cartoon are just unnaturally weird so it's okay yeah. That's what I was like. Do you really want him to look like the cartoon? Like I don't know. Like there's a lot of criticism that came up about it. Like, come on, this is real life. There's a reason why they don't 
do everything exactly like comics or cartoons, but I had no problem with it. And I, I'd never heard of them before, though. Uh, so my first go, I watched it week to week. Uh, my son, my oldest was like really into it. So he looked forward for Wednesday night and was like, Obi-Wan's out. Do you want to watch it? I was like, of course, buddy, let's watch it. But the first couple episodes, so I had a few different reactions to that. And I was, eh, yeah, this is good. Like to me, the pacing was just like spot on with the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Like to me, it was slow. There was obviously some plot point movement, but at the same time, I was just like, yeah, I get I guess it should be like this because we're catching up with him after 10 years. But one thing that solidified my opinion is the Jedi are the freaking worst. They're just quitters, bad attitudes, negative Nancy's and Obi-Wan was a negative Nancy quitter. That's exactly what I thought it was. And I didn't want to see that because I wanted to believe that not every Jedi is going to be like Luke and Yoda. You know, like it was just one of those things where it's like, these are the best of the best. And Obi-Wan was a pretty, I mean, he's a pretty positive character in A New Hope. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe he just kept his positive attitude throughout everything. And now he was that beaten down old man. He was like Logan in, you know, Logan. So <laughs> I, I think that he started out that way, and I think that that's okay. I mean, you just saw your best friend murder a bunch of kids and, you know, uh, somebody that you put all this time and effort into training, like, completely flip and go to the dark side and get to cut all his limbs off and set him on fire. I mean, that's a pretty traumatic experience, man. Emotional damage in that Absolutely. I, I agree, but I guess... It's one of those things where would it kill someone just to have a little bit of optimism? Like one character that's just eternally optimistic because there really isn't anyone in the Star Wars universe that's optimistic. Everyone thinks that the plan is going to fail or, you know, something's going to go wrong or whatever. I mean, R2 is optimistic. Yes. And he also doesn't speak, but. But he whistles. He does. He does. He catcalls androids and everything. So R2 may whistle, but those whistles mean a lot. Yeah, it's it's very animated, but there's no human characters that are eternally optimistic. I was going to say Jar Jar, but not human. Not a character. <laughs> mm. Um. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess there, there's, there's, I mean, Obi-Wan was. Um, just my preference, you know, yeah, like, no, I get it. I get it. It's, it's one of those things that I just like, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the world, a lot going on in the real, uh, real world right now. I just like to see a fictional character be optimistic. That's Peter all. Griffin. Completely <laughs> different. They did do a Star Wars spinoff for Family Guy. I would um, love to see that again. It's been a long time since I oh, watched it. Oh, I have it that. on DVD. I love it. It's great. Um, the, the one thing that I would say is I wanted to see this character beaten down, though. I didn't want happy Obi-Wan. Like, I, I, you, that's not where this story is supposed to start. 
he's not supposed to be Han Solo ripping around the galaxy as like undercover Jedi. He's supposed to be like uh, banished essentially, yeah. right? And I loved that he had all his little cave set up with the little droid security system and all that stuff. Like that's kind of what you want or wanted to see in that situation. But the thing that really got me and I was super stoked about was um, all of the characters that they brought in. Right. We, we talked about Obi-Wan and, and he cut himself off from the forces as either punishment or a way to hide could have been both right and and apparently that's a hard thing to come back from unlike luke who was just like oh i'm back what's up uh i'm gonna disappear now um but i i I dug that that he was just like nope i'm gonna be a regular person it is a cool point to the story right because you wouldn't expect a jedi not to have jedi powers and so one of those things is just like there's the the arc he has an arc which is undeniable and it's good that they they had that because you know it's every movie wannabe critic will be like well what's his arc you know like okay yeah he freaking struggled to get his force powers back there's his arc and he became more personal of a, of a guy and and likable and a hero figure to leia so yeah no i i don't dislike it i just it would have been really nice to have some optimism i liked some of the anti-obi-wan stuff they did like they made him a gunslinger yeah when he was anti right um apparently the gun control laws out there in the galaxy are wild wild west um but he's still good he can still shoot dude dude the guy can't do the force no but but man crack shot (laughs) i i dug that um and just the way that that he didn't like he didn't change himself like he's still like of all the things in the galaxy to wear a brown hood was still his thing i was like i i mean okay you know didn't lose the beard didn't didn't try and nope he was good um but I, i i did enjoy like I said, just the way they set the character up. But I also, to to where you started to go, like I loved the Leia, the Leia piece. I didn't, I didn't expect it. It was completely unexpected. The previews showed Luke, and you thought it was just going to be a Tatooine story. And thank God they got the goddamn character off Tatooine for once in a Star Wars Disney Plus show. They're like, you know what? We're leaving the sand behind for a minute. Like they had to get their episode or two in, but in general, right? I like some of the places they went. The places they went in this show were huge Easter eggs to to like Star Wars fans, like Alderaan. Mm-hmm. Being able to actually for the first time see that place that uh pretty soon gets blown to shit. Um, you know, get to get to kind of see what it looks like and and how that how growing up was for leia pretty uh, beautiful planet back oh yeah <laughs> but they got jimmy schmitz in there like right back in it and he aged the perfect amount of years to look old i'm like obi-wan who was still sprightly um but dug that like um i have no problem 
uh, unlike some people with her little droid, which you can buy for like 85 bucks and it does a bunch of stuff. Uh, it doesn't fly, but it's, yeah. Uh, love the marketing angle that Lucasfilm always takes, but yeah, loved the little droid thing that she had, like was a big fan of the rebellious little kid that you'd like, okay, this didn't come out of nowhere. Right. She's always been like this. Yeah. And I, I really like that as well too. And I, I was super excited about it. Like sitting there watching it with my son. Like, oh my God, it's Leia. That's so awesome. And he's like, who's Leia? <laughs> I was like, man, you, you didn't pay attention to any of these movies, did you? What oh. the hell? And, um, do you so, question your parenting after that? You it's should've. like, we watched yeah. all of the movies mm-hmm. and it's just funny. And, and then I said, like, it's princess Leia. And he's like, Oh yeah. I was like, okay, I don't think you know. <laughs> did you notice they did kind of the same thing that the um the Jurassic World team did with uh with Ellie Sadler is they put her in outfits that were kind of callbacks oh, to yeah. what she wore in the other movies. I love that. I was like, Oh, I see what you're doing. I uh, yeah. take your fan service, just pile it on, let's go. So is it just indicative of the fact that when you're in the star wars universe you wear the same clothes you just you never change the clothes no matter what age you are i mean how many clothes could you get think about how much shit you'd have to travel with i mean lando only changes capes apparently right yeah or he he wears han's clothes that's what he does (laughs) that's i mean when you're when when you lose your cloud city you won't have your clothes either no, really. Go back and watch it. He's wearing and, Han's clothes. And <laughs> and that might be Lando's clothes that Han won with the ship. You yeah. never know. I guess. I guess. How crazy would that be that all these years Han has been wearing Lando's clothes? That would I you know what? I would watch a Disney Plus show just based off of that. Oh. Where they get into a fight. It's like, why are you as wearing As long my as they brought Childish Gambino back. Yeah. So is that still happening? Uh, it's supposedly supposedly but disney sidebar squirrel disney has said we're done with people who are posing as other people gotten good enough at the de-aging and i'm like but but nobody nobody complained about donald glover bring his ass back he was awesome i still think that they should get sebastian stan as luke skywalker oh i would love that Love it. He's Absolutely. too jacked, man. Luke wasn't jacked. I He's thought not... the Luke they did in Mando was good. It was okay. Yeah, it was fine. But um, Sebastian Stan, that guy can put on and take off weight. I mean, he's he's not a he's not jacked anymore. He's pretty. What's well, because he played skinny ass Tommy Lee? Yeah, but he's if he wants to get jacked, he'll get jacked. So if they do another Winter Soldier thing, like put on the weight, man. But um, I'd love to see him as Luke. It'd just be really cool. And I just like Sebastian Stan. I also enjoy Sebastian Stan. I, I will be. I he, even liked him in that Tanya Harding, the I, Tanya. He was. Movie. That movie in general was amazing. Anyways, sorry. Back to the originally scheduled programming. Yeah, back to Star Wars. Yeah. Finally. Um, so we talked about Obi-Wan. We talked about Leia. Some of the, some of the, the spots I thought were really interesting um, have to do with some of the main characters that got brought into this. And that's that Inquisitor group, which yeah. 
was introduced heavily in the comics as like this group of Jedi hunters that was put in place by Palpatine that Vader was given command over that he treated like bitches. Right. And would just like totally F them up all the time. Um, so you can see why they're kind of like scared of him. And they, they show up in the rebels cartoon first as hunting like Ezra and, and Kanan and Darth Maul. Um, but they also appear in Jedi fallen order, which is a, a game that came out pre pandemic that, that follows like a, a young Padawan who's who, who survived order 66 and is getting hunted by these, these um, inquisitors. And at the end of the game, you go to their inquisitor fortress to free like your the young Jedi's friend. And it's the same place as in the show, like mm. the underwater fortress with the hallways and the glass and the whole thing. Same exact place, the torture chamber, same exact thing. I was like, are you kidding me? So the way that they incorporated the inquisitors and made them stand alone in the show. So you kind of knew what they were doing, but really hit the, the mythos, right? I was in. So that, that, sounds- that may be why I was just like, kind of like, okay, I'm good with this. Like, let's keep going. Yeah. Keep giving me things. And I guess, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome to where like you, you pick up on that stuff since I am, I'm a big star Wars movie fan. Uh, but at the same time, like there's so much that I'm, I'm missing because I, I haven't gone into the cartoons and everything like that. So no, that's pretty awesome that they, they do that. But I, I guess the big thing for me just watching the movies is why do they have lightsabers? I don't understand Because a that. lot of them were defected Jedi. So that is from also so the, the other. The backstory on the Grand Inquisitor was he was a Jedi temple guard that defected. You know Reva's backstory. She was a Padawan. So once again, why the Jedi are the worst. Oh, yeah. So they can't even they can't even stick with their own team. They have to defect. I mean, it's either defect or get cut up by Anakin, bro. Like, what else are you going to do? Honor. Honor, mm-hmm. sir, is very important to me. And I feel like it's okay to die. Hey, you know where you would be? You'd be in those little amber cocoons in the in the stasis or like the trophy room, the hollow death at the Inquisitor Palace or whatever that was, like what the name of the places, I forget. I would rather die that untimely, unfortunate, and tragic death than be a defector and quitter. That's you. Some people just want to survive. I know, I know. Though, but, though Reva didn't want to, I, I did. I was the the backlash from the fans on this character. Like, oh great, they're shoving another woman down our throats. The the backstory on the character, and the way that they twisted the storyline around the opening scene where they show Padawans getting slaughtered, right, and then they say, oh that was her. Like when I initially saw that first scene in that first episode, I thought, are they showing us who saved Grogu? Mm. Because the lightsaber colors and all that were very similar from that scene in the Mandalorian. Yeah. So technically she could have saved Grogu. We don't know. 
So did you like her or not like her when when you first saw the first few episodes? I was I was just like the first couple episodes I just let everything go. I'm just like sweet, they did the thing. Okay. And then the character got really like was just it seemed too easy for her to like I'm like, well, this doesn't line up with the comics as Vader like treated these people like crap. Why is, she shouldn't get promoted. They should like cut her fucking arm off or something, right? <laughs> um, and then as they peeled back the layers, which is another reason why I enjoyed this show, is that that character was not a one-trick pony. It wasn't just like they did X. Like there was facets to it, to that character that I thought they, they did really well with. That was something that I don't think we got in like book of boba fett like i don't think we got that boba fett did his thing and he was boba fett but they really gave her depth which in in evaluating the entirety of the show i really enjoyed and i enjoyed her as an actress like i don't think she was bad like she's far from you know episode one anakin which you know, is the worst Star Wars performance ever and continues to be the worst Star Wars performance ever. So my big thing with Reva was I felt that either the writing was poor or just her portraying the character as angry as she was, right? I was thinking like, if, and, and this is all fresh seeing it for the first time, in hindsight, it could be like, yeah, I could see why she's super jaded and angry and very bitter. Totally understand that. However, I can see why... I, I don't understand the whole female person of color back, backlash. Um, I, that I don't understand. I, I, nor do I would ever try to understand that because I think it's just bullshit. But the big thing for me was like I just didn't think it was a good character off the bat. But luckily... Because, you know, peeling back the, the onion, oh, there is substance here. But then I had a, a little bit of trouble with the inconsistency. So when you are scared to death and you, you fake your own death um, at the temple, and all of a sudden you just you s- slide right into the Inquisitor training program, like I'm very confused about that. Maybe you could shed a little bit of light on that for me, but it just seems like it was she survived by faking that she was dead and then I'm going to join up with them. So years down the road, after I do a bunch of heinous, horrible shit, I'm going to go after Darth Vader. I think that the, the constant there, right, and the tie that brings Reva and Anakin together is they're driven by anger, fear, and hate, right? These are the tenants of the dark side, according to the lore. So, you know, anger leads to hate, hate leads to fear, fear leads to, you know, the dark side. So if you look at it from that perspective, she started out afraid, and then she was angry at herself for not doing anything. And the only way that she saw retribution is to avenge those that she failed to save. It's very Anakin. If Darth Vader were sand people, all those little Jedis would be fine. But it's very, it's a very 
Anakin like arc, if you will, if you can make those connections, right? Yeah. Where Anakin, to, where she had this perceived power, she was chosen over a sibling and all that stuff. And then, nope, you got no power. All these people died. All your friends, they're fucking dead. And you had to like hide under a dead kid, which when that when the show came out, it was poor timing um, for kid slaughtering. But if you think about the pain and the anguish, like she's just living in the gutter, hiding, hoping to not die. And then when you have no direction, when you can't have an identity, because if you use your identity, you're going to get fucking murdered. Like, what do you do? You build up this this negative energy and this hate and this anger and i thought she played it off very well like people people dislike hayden christensen's portrayal of anakin because he was a whiny bitch but that's like that's the character yeah i mean true he he could have done better don't get me wrong leo as anakin would have been better let's be honest there comes the oscar but it's it's okay and hayden christensen Loved him then, loved to see him back now. Like you, you didn't see his face much. You got he got his one scene though. Like he got that scene, and that was amazing. Um, yeah. but it was really cool to see that. Oh, but they did that once in a cartoon with Ahsoka, where Ahsoka got a lightsaber swipe in and like opened up his his helmet a little bit. But hmm. to see them do that shit in live action. And to see, like, you didn't think, and I'm, I'm speeding ahead here, but let's be honest, like, the whole show was leading to what we didn't know if we were going to get or not, and they didn't do it till the last episode. Like, they did one lightsaber fight, and they fucking lit Obi-Wan on fire, and he looked like a fucking useless old man, which was like disappointing like you it was like how is that even possible and then that last episode man that was the fight in episode three was the culmination of the entire prequel trilogy it was the thing that the whole prequel trilogy was written for you came for the star wars you stayed for the lightsaber fight and you were like we know this third movie has to end with obi-wan and Anakin getting into some shit. And they did. And it was a good lightsaber fight. This was fucking better. Because Obi-Wan wasn't holding back. Obi-Wan was trying to fuck him up. In the first one, he was like, no, no, I got the high ground. I'm good. In this one, first they gave Vader the high ground. And he fucking buried his ass alive. And you're like, Oh my God. And you know, he gets out of it. But at the time you're like, you know, he gets out of it because he's in the later movies, but you never had that sense in episode three that Obi-Wan's never going to be the same. Like they, they just like climbed on some droids, did some lava shit and then up and cut your arms and legs off and you're on fire. Yeah. You were the chosen one, but they fucking buried him alive. So I want to talk about that for a second because I thought and I was waiting for it is that here's where you have Liam Neeson come in as Qui-Gon Jinn. 
I thought it would have been freaking amazing to where he's caught under this and, you know, it's hopeless, a hundred percent hopeless, but like, you know what? Maybe some wise words from an old I white was, guy. I was thinking the same thing when that was really? happening. I yeah. was like, now do they do it? Now they it's, tell him use the fours or whatever. Like, do they come back like they did in a new hope? But like, that's when he got his swagger back. When Obi-Wan got his groove back, he was fucking buried alive. Do you think the flashback was enough or should it have been Qui-Gon? I still think it should have been Qui-Gon. I think you need to really reach that moment of Jedi enlightenment. Is but This fight wasn't about Jedi enlightenment. But that's he got his enlightenment from that like that's where it's like well, i have to fight and fight the good fight he so, found his connection and he also stopped blaming himself so after he was buried alive he was not like oh I'll, i'm still honorable like he was fucking pelting dude with boulders yeah like was. there was some anger in that fighting there was the borderline uncontrolled dark side kind of situation right obi-wan went to the gray area so finally i feel and i think we talked a little bit about this on our star wars ranking but now even after rogue one where darth vader had like that awesome scene where he just mowed people down right now i could truly believe that oh yeah darth vader was the baddest man on the planet because he did some badass shit and some killer moves not just you know throwing a few boxes at luke you know mm-hmm. this is where it was really cool where like you know boulders coming down you know throwing them all at obi-wan and the lightsaber battle can we just agree that this is the best lightsaber battle across all of the star wars lore i mean it's it's top three for me for sure and i i'm not even it's yeah yeah you can't so you're you're not even like top two I, it's so so my top two right it's it's in the top three it's between this the battle at the end of um episode one like the, and that one's up the the, oh, the okay. darth right. maul yeah. versus yeah. obi-wan and and um qui-gon with the fucking music and the people getting killed and cut in half and like that was legit and like that was the first one i saw like big screen like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say better or worse there but it's on par with that and i really enjoy the 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 return don't you say it oh son of a bitch god damn it man oh i do but top three for me there's no other one that's close like the the cloud city one uh uh-uh like any of the ones from the other movies like the dooku fight and all that Maybe the Yoda one, the first the Yoda, Yoda one, one, the first Yoda one where he's like, Psh. I was in the theaters for that. I saw that like three times in the theater, three, four, five times. I don't even know. But every time, even weeks later, the whole theater goes nuts for that. Like that was a Captain America wheeling Molnir moment before that, like everybody went nuts. So, yeah, like at least in the top, it's in the top five. We'll put okay. it there. We'll All give right. it a, because. All of them are have their own nuance, right? And and you know, like the Emperor Yoda one, yeah, they did a bunch of spinny shit, but it wasn't that good. Like you wanted it, 
but it wasn't as satisfying. This was satisfying and it was brutal. And it definitely is the best Obi-Wan um, Anakin fight by far. Yeah. Um, but just the, the, and the way that they injured Vader and he just kept coming like fucking Michael Myers. I thought it was awesome and brutal. And, you know, obviously I know that they both survive, but I was like, dude, Obi-Wan is fucking him up like legit. And uh, I, I was super stoked about that. And if you didn't know that I had seen the other movies, just observing me as I was watching it, you would think that, oh, someone's going to die right now because it was that good of a fight. And I didn't think they were going to push the envelope that much. Honestly, I no. thought Disney plus of like, here's a little thing on your helmet and it might crack, but you're okay. You're not going to get stabbed or you're not going to, you're not going to have like a huge gash across your body or anything like that. But he needed that back to tank after that. Yeah. Right. That was, that was insane. Um, So yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a really good culmination of things, but to kind of rewind it a little bit, uh, what about the additional people that were in the movie um kamile nanjiani as the fake jedi what did you think about that i give or take it it's fine he he had some plot pieces to it but like i i can under i I didn't want him to turn out to be a good guy i was just like can somebody just take this guy out like you're okay just yeah no um but he eventually you know turned okay-ish um it, you, I feel like they didn't give him enough after that episode. Like they hung him around, hanging around, hanging around, but he went from like an assistant character to no, you're not. No, it's actually this lady. You just stand there. Like he basically was set dressing for episodes. What three through the end. He had five lines after that first episode and yeah. half of them were like, did you hear me? But he's a steen stealer, right? So you don't necessarily want him to steal every scene that he's in. So he kind of has to take that back seat because the guy is, has such a presence about him and everything that he's going to deliver is going to be like either like a smart ass funny type of thing. But he had some like noble, uh, noble dialogue as well, too, where it's like, yep, I got that woman and child out of here. So they're they're safe. You know, that's it's like, OK, so there is a little bit of honor, but he needed a profit right? Very much like Han Solo, he needed to do some shady shit to profit, and it was, he wasn't trying to hurt anyone. He was just trying to get some cash. Do not compare fake Jedi to Han Solo. I will compare fake Jedi oh. to Aaron Alderike's Han Solo, because that's exactly what it was like. Okay, I'll give you that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I did enjoy, like, I thought that the additional people that came in were good, but I was more focused on the, the returns. Like, you know, you got Jimmy Smith, you got Joel Egerton. How the hell did they get Joel Egerton to come back for this? That was pretty like, awesome. He was nobody in that first movie and he stood in the background for a minute and he was like the end scene holding a baby and they got both of those actors that came in. His action scene was tight. Like, Uncle Owen about to fuck some shit up. I don't even um, care about Uncle Owen. 
Baru right? is a badass. Right? I will say one of my favorite things they brought back was the little T-16 toy that they show Luke playing with later. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, the first episode, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was tight. And then, at the you know, they, they, they hit all of the existing locations and things like that. And at the end, they bring in Ian McDiarmid. They do the emperor at the end. Like, I'm just like, they're hitting the people that I want to see be part of this. All of the new people like Ice Cube's son and all that, they're great. That's super. But the Leia actress was amazing. And all of the people they brought back, like none of them were I like, oh, probably shouldn't have brought them back. Mm. They were all like exactly as you wanted them to be. And it was awesome. So I liked the way that their characters were, but did you not feel a little angry about how this becomes a contradictory type of scenario in A New Hope where she sends the message to Obi-Wan and she's talking as if she's never met the guy? And it's just like, you fought for my father in the Clone Wars. It's, it's not, you, you fought for my father in Clone Wars. It's not, uh, hey, remember that fucking adventure that we went on that I almost died and you saved me and then I saved you and then you saved me again? But you don't know what happened between them between now and then. He promised to come back. Maybe he didn't. Maybe she thinks he forgot her. All of those things. But I don't know, man. You know what? It, it, it may, so it may cause confusion at that part but you know it makes a ton of sense why she named her kid Ben. Yeah. I guess. So it it, it may break something, but it fixes something as well. And yes. And it always took bail to get him to do something. I just feel like if it was, if she only referred to him as Ben throughout the entire time, then it could be something stupid like she never, she never really met Obi-Wan. She only met this guy named Ben. And so that could, then your, your theory holds water, in my opinion. But she, and correct me if I'm wrong, she referred to him as Obi-Wan and she knew his name was Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah, but also in A New Hope, she called, she refers to him as Ben Kenobi too. When Luke says, I'm here with Ben Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, where? She doesn't oh, yeah, only right. refer to him as Obi-Wan. You're right. I am right. Get used to it. <laughs> well, you are the resident Jedi. So um, this is my I, thing. You can be right about Terminator. Once again, though, I feel like it's just inconsistency. And uh, I well, was a little bit it's like inconsistent when you're building on top of this foundation from 1977. But isn't that the point right. of the foundation? is that this is the solid piece. Oh, they never thought about this. Let's be honest. It's not even owned by the same person. I, I understand that. I completely understand it. You know, Luke and Leia never would have kissed if they would have known that they were brother and sister. Yeah, either, no, but... totally, totally. I mean, come on, man. Even Terminator retconned all the movies past two. So it's okay that they made you a little confused about the verbiage that she used in the message. No man, that's a very formal speech. But now, doesn't help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Mean a little bit more. And he's like, maybe we should help her. 
don't he's know. like, man, I remember the last time I left this place. I got my ass whooped. It That's... took me like a Rocky montage and a half to get back in shape. And I ain't got those abs no more. I'm going to need this young buck here to come up. Luckily, I dug up his dad's lightsaber last time this shit happened. So yeah. I at least have it in this sandy fucking box. How about fucking keeping Reva's lightsaber? That's what he should have done. That thing was badass. That was dark. Those Inquisitor lightsabers. Those Inquisitor lightsabers were awesome in the cartoon. And the fact that they made them spinny spin in this too was awesome. My favorite part of that lightsaber though was Vader just being like, fuck you. Like just, just totally fucking her up. Like that was, that was a good lightsaber battle too. That was, you know, uh, in the top 10 for sure. They did Darth Vader justice in the terms of, being an ultimate badass in the galaxy. Like you actually got to see it. They've, so, you know, heavy. they did it in Rogue One. Yeah. And then this just echoed it even more. Yeah. The fact that he was like, he was taking like major league swings at Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan was going over the fence. Yeah. I was like, when did, whoa, like just, so, there's a lot of anger there, man. This guy's getting real low, big guy. What about the the force as a whole from like the other Jedi that want to go see Obi Wan? Like, did you feel like that was an unclosed loop um, to where it's like, hey, Obi Wan, hey, I'm glad I found you. You've got the wrong guy. Like, but I don't. Just go. I'm not that guy anymore. Okay. I think that at that point in the show he's he's so focused on his failure with the chosen one that he doesn't want to infect anybody else and he's got fucking uh uh, uncle owen being like oh like you trained his dad yeah fuck you buddy i love that line that That was was such an awesome real tight yeah that was the second best line in the entire show third third best line in the entire when what were the other two um one when Anakin with the, the final moment with Anakin, when he's like, I killed him. When he said he killed Anakin Skywalker, like he was the reason you didn't do it. It's not your fault. Like he gave him a reprieve while trying to like smack him in the face. And that was the thing that just gave him that freedom. And uh, at the end of the, when he meets Luke, he did the thing that everybody wanted him to do. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for that. I was like, he did the thing! Yeah! <laughs> did you get enough of Obi-Wan-isms? Towards the end, I definitely did. And then, you know, seeing seeing Ewan McGregor, who, who looked like a skeleton, as uh, as, 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 as he's definitely like, oh, is Ewan McGregor okay? Somebody needs to give him a cheeseburger? Like, I don't know about you, did, they definitely did not spend a lot of time putting him in his Jedi makeup. Um, like the, well, the wig was coming off halfway to the side. And he was bony <laughs> as fuck. And they're like, hey, or he's like, is this the haunted mansion? Like, what's going on here? That's funny. Um, I was, I, you know what? I didn't even realize that he didn't do a hello there. Until Not the until very the end. very end, which, which, you know, you wanted at the beginning. You're like, what, what's going on? It like, it really added to the Obi-Wan's not himself. He's not a happy boy. And then along with all of the other fan service, 
what I kind of had a little bit of not an issue with, but I was like, so why is it in A New Hope Owen is just like, ah, that crazy old bastard Ben out there. Like, what happened between you don't know what happened between now and then? Uh, Are we getting a season two? I don't know. They say no, but they left every possibility open. Like, you could go Reva's story. You could, where's Obi Wan moving to? Let's go to his most icely, uh, fucking high rise apartment. Uh, you know, bosom buddies with, uh, with the bartender, you know, who knows? Um, but I think that they leave it open enough to do it, but there has to one. I think that Owen could get mad. Um, and at the time the empire was just taking over. Now you realize that Vader's his father and like knows like Owen knows that Vader's his father. Owen knows. So Owen, over the years of contemplation and seeing Luke do all this, ha- that he has these powers, like he's got to be scared for this kid that he raised from a baby. Like, would you let your kids like literally go to the one place where they get identified and made into the thing that tried to kill you in your desert home with your wife and your shotguns? Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't. But it's it's one of those things for me that I just feel like there is not enough there in my opinion uh, if they were to just not continue the story and fast forward 18 years later whatever it is and all of a sudden it's like yeah I'm back to being that crotchety old man that doesn't like Ben Kenobi and so you you mentioned like you know like oh well where where does it go with Reva well apparently we're gonna get that because we're getting a Reva solo tv series and i don't know if i'm really that thrilled about it because like there's so many other characters that you can do a solo series on and really i think her stories it's it her loop is tied off i think it's fine without without having that so you never know how cool would it be to see her like end up at the jedi temple with luke and ahsoka not very Oh, I not disagree. very cool. I disagree. I uh, give me more Grogu and Mandalorian. Um, I'm perfectly fine with that. Oh, we're getting that for Christmas, bro. Is that coming out at the? At I Christmas? believe it's coming out at the end of the year. That soon? Wow, I didn't. I had no idea. So I guess we, we're going to get like our fill of Star Wars, and there's not going to be a shortage of Star Wars because you know Patty Jenkins. Uh, Star Wars movie will also be out. I'm actually kind of excited about that. That's, and I, I, that's I heard that got delayed. It's still happening. Yeah, because um, I oh, like sorry, it's 2023. It's February of 23. Okay, um, right now for for season three of the Man. Still, I mean, that's not that's too far like away. around the corner. Yeah, not far away. We still have a few Marvel shows to go through. Yeah, and no, for sure. Ahead, so I guess I can watch Miss Marvel. I, yeah. 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 Um, but it, it, supposedly the first one that's getting made is, is Tycho's. Oh, really? Tycho's getting a Star Wars movie. I didn't realize his was getting made first. I don't know. I, I thought they put off Patty Jenkins. I hope they don't. Rogue Squadron was one of my favorite book series and video games. Like the Rogue Squadron video games on N64 were awesome. N64 and GameCube. I would kill. 
I would kill for a Wedge recast of him leading a team of like I just like Wedge as a character. Dude, those Rogue Squadron books literally had Wedge leading a team yeah. of pilots that were. It was a Michael Stackpole wrote them. They were outstanding. Jerry Stackhouse could have wrote them, and I wouldn't have read them. But you know, for me, it's just I, I, I was never a big reader. But like Wedge. I'd liked Wedge. And so if you want to go off those books, I've never ventured into them. I've never even read like the, the Wikipedia synopsis of it. And I, I guess I probably should have because I like that character, but uh, I'm, I'm okay with going into it fresh. But if you get into, uh, or you know what? Give me some Porkins. Give me some genuine reason as to why Jack Porkins is a, hero and i will be all for it get him in there i i mean i was upset he wasn't in row one i was but then that apparently everybody who takes that seat dies yeah not good it's not good for the porkins let's let's um, do it disney i know you're listening just get porkins and wedge in the rogue squadron tv show movie whatever the hell you guys are coming out well, with it's gonna be the, the rogue squadron would take place post endor so porkin's dead oh that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna have a little little pot on the on the dash with the ashes of porkins get like, what are we doing? uh get his son fried fried porkins wow yeah. wow there we go <laughs> wow pork rind there you go yeah oh man i think you've lost top gun too much <laughs> well you know what man if they can come up with some shitty ass names Star Wars can have some oh, shitty ass names too. You're not kidding. You are not kidding, sir. I, I definitely, uh, I definitely would look forward to any additional content like that, and and being able to really do what they did with this and tie it back. Really, I thought did well. They even had like, um, they had the the uh, clone trooper like begging on the side and got the man to do it himself. That was the first time. He said he ever put on clone armor. Yeah. Which I loved. I absolutely loved it. I thought for a second it was Rex from the Rebel show and the Clone War show that you haven't watched. Um, But I was like, oh my God, is that Rex? Uh, But it wasn't. It was just a beggar. But in general, man, that was uh, that show, I think, hit hit the notes I needed it to, to be nostalgic and not like it didn't try and break new ground. Like they didn't make him ride a Rancor or anything, you know, <laughs> not that that wasn't cool, but it was just like, eh. to wrap things up. I have a final question for you. Obi-Wan, the Disney plus series. Can you do this all day? Oh, repeatedly, repeatedly. I'd watch that last episode on loop. Something about those Disney Plus series and their last episodes, right? They're all en fuego, uh, just top notch, on fire. I mean, that's when they—that's when they get the third act. The third act for a lot of these are, are amazing. Um, and it—I heard a rumor at first that it was an hour and a half long, and I was like, "Sweet, I would watch all of that hour and a half." Um, but it was a tight fifty-one minutes of excellence. Yeah. Absolutely. So for me, I 
don't think that I could do this all day for that TV show. Um, not because it was an amazing third act, um, but I think it's just one of those things that you have, and I would say this for some of the other Disney Plus shows, not just Star Wars, but even for Marvel, is that uh, that TV format bothers me. Right. And like TV is TV and you're going to keep viewers coming back week after week, or at least you hope to, but I'm hitting that degree of fatigue to where just give me that instant gratification of what I want, what I need. And I'm, I'm starting to hit that wall, unfortunately, Marvel too. But for this show specifically, I thought Ewan McGregor was fantastic. Uh, I thought Leia adorable just like a spunky little girl running around and, and who doesn't love flea from the red hot chili peppers and that random cameo for no reason whatsoever. you always knew he was like kidnapping children at some point <laughs> but yeah it's it's a good show um will i rewatch it again i'll probably rewatch certain episodes but could i do it all day probably not and i hope that i will get my show where it's just non-stop pulse pounding you know heart throbbing action all throughout and i just don't know if i'm going to get that with tv shows so when it comes to the movies i think maybe i'm just a, a more of a movie format kind of guy but i i don't want that slowdown i don't want that build up that slow drawn out build up that the star wars shows have gotten pretty good at doing i am happy they've gone to six episodes I will say that I got my spoonful of sugar in all six episodes and it just went down smooth for me. I'm really excited for this Ahsoka show because I've taken in all of the Ahsoka content that's out there. And there there's going to be so many Easter eggs in this show and so many crossovers that you like never thought you'd get. You never thought you'd get Luke and Ahsoka talking about her, his father. Like that was such an amazing moment, just like the Obi-Wan Vader battle, just like the, the, the Leia getting to hear about her parents from Obi-Wan moment. Like I'll take these shows all day long, just for those moments that tie back and bring all that stuff from my childhood to my adult childhood together. Um, So I'll, I could do this all day, like I said, and, and I can take, every piece of star wars content you throw at me um because i don't think i've seen a bad star wars anything it could be the christmas special and i'll find positivity in it so if that makes me biased then damn it i'm biased well i wouldn't expect anything less from the resident jedi well you know what i can do all day mark is talk all the different types of movies and shows, whether it's geek culture, nerd culture, sci-fi, Marvel, DC, all day long till the day I die. So until next time, everyone, I'm Dan, and that's Mark. And always check your droids for, for rogue flash drives. Never know what kind of bad shit they're going to do. Please don't forget, like, subscribe, review. Let us know what you think. And if you guys have out there have any ideas for episodes or movies that you think that we would either like or hate so much we have to talk about it, bring them our way.
we're willing to do pretty much anything at this point. All right, everyone. Until next time. See you around.